0: Welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. If you're taking us on
1: the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me in the studio today is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today?
2: Oh, you know, I'm Ronnie.
1: You are. Rob. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. <laughs> and we have Rob. Rob, how are you today? Stuffy. <laughs> yep. For those of you guys
0: who uh, who don't know, Rob unfortunately had some minor nose surgery. So uh, over this past summer, I face planted into a sea rock uh, in the middle of uh, Key West, Florida, and broke my own nose. And So I just had it corrected this week, and they rebroke it for me, and so I've got a big, nice cast on my nose, and uh, so if I sound a little stuffy and you hear me sniffing a little bit, that's why. And I I offered to our hosts to say, hey, you want to count me out this week, because I sound like absolute ass, but uh, they were okay with it, so I'm here. It's fine.
1: It's (laughs) fine. It's fine. We're not that high production anyway. (laughs) Well, actually, fun fact, we are recording on our our brand new uh, Mac computer, so if the audio gets wonky at any point, it is my fault. Playing so. on the apple, not on yeah, my surgery. I know, right? Yeah. But, um, so we are excited to talk to you guys. Uh, we had a great episode last week where we talked about uh, some of the greatest superhero teams of all time, and we, we were racking our brains, because obviously we have Spider-Man coming out in uh, the next couple of weeks, so we're going to really be focusing on that. Um, we also have Kingsman coming out at the uh, end of the month, and we realized we'd never done a retro review for those movies, so we had most of December planned out. But then we were like, well, what do we want to do for the first week? Let, let What's something we can, you know, a fun topic that we can bring up or a fun show that we haven't talked about? And then we were talking, well, we did superhero movie, uh, TV shows already, so, or excuse me, superhero teams. So why not talk about a specific one? And then we thought of The Boys from Amazon boys. Prime. The Boys. Yeah. Dennis is The Boys. The Boys. The, the Boys b- are back in town. Ironically, still not the name of the team, actually. No? <laughs> but, well, um
0: Well,
1: Well, about that. So um, before we do that, though, we are going to jump into a little bit of news. So I think Rob's got the news. I've
0: got the nasally news today. (laughs) So the first thing that comes up is something we just watched, which is a new trailer for Peacemaker, which is coming out on January 13th. (laughs) We're a little bit divided on The Peacemaker right now after seeing that because I think it threw so much at us that we not r- really know how to feel about it. Uh, tonally, we're not sure what it's going to be like, if it's going to be funny, if it's going to be tragic, if it's going to be like The Boys. Uh, so, uh, Ronnie, you, you seem to be the most split on it.
2: Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm excited to see it. You know, I, I feel like we all are because I think we all love the character in the movie. Um, so excited to see it, but like you said, it's, it seems like it's trying to be funny, but it's also trying to be dramatic and the funny just wasn't really landing. I felt like the trailer had a lot of comedy attempts, but there was maybe, I was trying to watch your reactions because I saw it before you guys did. So I was trying to watch your reactions and I think I saw maybe two chuckles. From you yeah, know, yeah, you know, even though it, it it made multiple jokes, so a little nervous, but also excitement to see it. All right, Paul, how
1: are you I, feeling about you it? You know, we we know what we're gonna get with John Cena, Peacemaker right. at this point. He he was a highlight of uh, the Suicide Squad, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. And it's James Gunn's involved, which is always a a plus. And then, you know, it's it's weird cuz like Suicide Squad was a really good movie but it just it didn't do nearly as well as people thought it was going to do uh more just the uh the money side but that's also to be expected with covid and everything that was going on so i don't know i i'm excited i want to see what they do with it i want to see how it kind of ties into the rest of the universe and yeah, I think I think that's right. those are my thoughts.
0: Second item I've got up is that this past Monday spider cyber whatever they were calling it Monday happened and tickets went on sale. Ronnie, did you get your tickets? Yes, sir. Paul, did you get, you get your I,
1: tickets? Yeah, Ronnie bought them for me.
0: Did I get my tickets? So it turns out that I I realized I have a wedding to go to on the same day that Spider-Man comes out. and I'm in Florida at the time, so i got to figure out when and where I'm going to see it. So yeah, my pre-ticket sales aren't happening. However, everyone else in the country seemed to be buying them. And ticket sales were the the second highest that they'd been since Avengers Endgame. Uh, So they're anticipating a really huge turnout. Uh, People are already purchasing tickets and trying to scalp them for, quote, thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. So huh, it's, that just uh, gave me an idea. No no, 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 no. I gave up that Thursday at four fifteen for this. Oh, you're doing the four fifteen? No, oh, No, no.
1: I, oh. I thought about it, but in all honesty, like seeing a movie like that, I want to see it with, with people yeah. and friends. And, um, I think it's going to be, uh, me and Ronnie. Uh, I said, yes, to the dress fitness is that jackie's no i said it's just i said yes fitness i said yes yes fitness uh and uh bibliophiles assemble producer Melody. yeah Yeah. i wanted to go we're gonna we're gonna text you uh fake spoilers the entire time right just fake spoilers (laughs) oh my god i can't believe batman jumped in (laughs) just like the most random fake spoilers of all time superman died
0: Right, that, no, that's the rumor I'm I hear. St- I'm still not ready for that <laughs> and then the third thing that I have is well Tom Holland had announced that he was going to be done that this was his last Spider-Man movie and then all of a sudden they announced a new trilogy uh, and he commented on it. He goes, "Yeah, well, I, I'll do it, whatever they want." And and they Marvel and Disney confirmed it that there will be another Spider Man trilogy past this three.
1: Yes. So Amy Pascal, uh, who runs Sony, she was the one that that broke the news, and which which nobody was expecting because Tom Holland was on record going, "I don't want to play Spider Man when I'm my old." 30s 30s, Yeah. I, I definitely think he was fibbing about that. Because yeah. in all honesty, like he's one of the biggest fans of Spider-Man. Like yeah. he, he talked about it for years that that's that was his dream role, and he always wanted to do it. Um, I know he's got a lot of other projects that are lined up. He's he's a really like hot commodity at this point. Oh,
0: he's got the Uncharted movie coming. Uncharted.
1: Yep. People are talking about him for James Bond, which I think he's way Ooh, too. No, yeah, it's way too like way too watching young. my kid
0: brother play James Bond. Way now. too
1: young to play, even like a young James Bond. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, so he was he was fanning the fires himself about, and also I'm sure they did not know I'm you know. Back, back, you don't know, yeah. Backdoor deals happen. I mean, we, we all remember what happened when Marvel and Sony had their, their initial um, Spider Man, Spider Fight, <laughs> Spider, yeah. uh, cu- uh, custody battle there over Spider Man. Tom Holland calling mom and dad. No, guys, come on. <laughs> but, um, it, it's smart on their part. You know, obviously, Marvel takes a lot of the proceeds from the Spider Man franchise, and Sony only really gets the movie uh, proceeds, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's smart on Sony's part. It's better for them in the long run. It's better for Marvel in the long run. I think Spider-Man has been way more successful in the MCU than he has um, as a solo-type character. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you guys haven't heard, our Sinister Six and uh, our... We, retros. We, we, we did retros on uh, Spider-Man a few months ago. And I think uh, d- during the lead-up, you'll see us. We'll, we'll repost all those things on our yeah. social media, yeah. the Multiverse Fancast on Facebook. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it was no surprise. I do... I do suspect that they're going to introduce characters like Miles Morales. They mentioned Miles Morales... Um, to take over the Spider mantle at some point, which is a smart thing to do. He's a very popular character as well. So we'll we'll see what the future of Spider-Man holds.
0: And uh, to be honest, uh, there's not a lot of other news going on. Like, there's a couple different little things where, you know, like Batgirl started filming Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, Blade has got a few things on their docket, but nothing of Maria Hill uh, is... is Returning uh, for Secret. Returning for Secret. You know, like little things here and there. And I think that's kind of the time of year that we're at right now, where it's, you know, at the beginning of December... And probably for the rest of the month, there's not going to be a lot of huge announcements. It's it's a lot of payoff for like shows we've been waiting for all this time. You know, you've got a lot of big premieres, not only Spider Man, but you've got you know The Witcher, and so many other things that are coming up in the yeah, next month. So that's it's, right, The
1: Witcher's coming. Yeah. There, yeah, maybe there's a bonus episode in our future. I mean, why not? It's yeah. our show. We can do whatever we want. We can talk about it on our, on our new show, MF Uncensored, if we really want. Oh, I'd, I'd be in, I'd be down for that. I, I wouldn't yeah. say no
0: to some Netflix enjoyment. But uh, yeah, we, we that about wraps it up. Just and we probably won't be seeing too much news for the rest of the month either. It'll be slow and trickling, and you know, it'll be some box office and records and stuff like that, especially with Spider Man coming up. But not much else in terms of uh, casting, because you know, a lot of people go on the holidays during December. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's
1: it's one of the slower work months. Um, yeah. we'll see some uh, some stuff around January ish yeah. uh, with the new year. Uh we I think San Diego Comic Con is happening sometime soon. No, did that already happen? That's a good question. I I totally caught everybody off guard with that one. But we're we're not gonna see a whole big influx of news until after the new year, most likely. Um so with the news done, we are gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to discuss uh what were we talking about again? The boys Boys. presented by Vaught Industries. But first, a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by RAISE Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, raise Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. All right, we are back, and we are finally going to discuss Amazon Prime's The Boys. Now, initial thoughts on The Boys. So this show came out, uh, what was it? 2019. 2019, and it was... A hit? Not even a hit, it was going to it was well known that it was going to be the darker side of the superhero genre at at its peak where superhero movies and TV shows were there came the boys mm-hmm. um we'll go with Ronnie initial thoughts on the boys
2: I loved it to be honest with you um I I think it it's it's you know it's based off of what superhero world would look like if it was real and you know, I'm sure we've all wondered like, are superheroes real? What would the world be like, and everything? And this puts a, you know, unique and I think a perspective that some people would have thought have. Um, but I really enjoyed the first season. Um, second season, I thought got stronger and better um, than the
1: first. Well, um, because and, girls get it done in the second season. Well, that too. <laughs> yeah,
2: but I mean, it had me. It had me hooked. I remember watching the first episode, and Jacqueline walked in. She's like, "What are you watching?" And like, she couldn't watch it because of
1: the violence. The the
2: violence and.
1: At least she didn't walk in when the
2: deep was uh oh, just butt ass naked. Yeah, that and you know, it's very graphic. I, I must say, it's very graphic. It's it's really good, but it's I feel like you need to have like a. A taste for it. Like if you're. A stomach for it? Yeah, or a stomach (laughs) for it, you know, in order to really enjoy it and everything.
1: Rob, initial thoughts on the boys.
0: It's deeply disturbing. Um, I love it. Uh, It is. it, It takes me to a lot of dark places and makes me really consider some things that I'm not comfortable considering. Um, so I, I do enjoy it tremendously. I, Garth Ennis uh, is the uh, comic book uh, writer for it. And uh, I, I was a fan of his years ago when I've, some one of my uh, friends introduced me to Preacher of his, which is probably the most disturbing thing I've ever read ever. Um, and so I knew kind of what I was getting into a little bit with the boys. And, and I love how it's so grounded in real world politics and uh, corporate business. Um, but yeah, it is... Not It is queasy. It is uh, uh, nausea-inducing at times. Uh, but it's never... I, I, I don't know if it's necessarily gratuitous. It's always in service of the plot, too. Uh, it's never just that way for that way. So, But I, I enjoy it, and the characters are very, very strong. And I, I think the casting is wonderful, too. I like... Uh, Carl Urban and, and his brood. and, and uh, So I, I thoroughly enjoy it. How about you, Paul? So I
1: I wasn't sure what to expect with this. I had a vague familiarity with the comics, and obviously I did a little bit of research. Um, I, I think I had more fun going into it without knowing the comics, because um, it, it does take a fair amount of liberties with it. Yeah. You know?
0: I, actually, yesterday uh, I ran into producer Mel, and I told her that we were doing The Boys, and she said, oh, you, you should read the comics uh, you know, to get some research. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I hadn't even thought about that. So last night I read about, uh, I read seven or eight different issues of it. And like the first, like five or six stick pretty closely. And then it just veers, starts veering way, way off uh, yeah. to its own direction. At
1: first it's a lot of, uh, gender swapping. Like Stormfront was a man in the comics. I believe yeah. Madeline Sitwell was a man in the comics. Um, so little things like that, you know, you obviously
0: pick your best actor or actress. They, uh, also I, I, in the comics, uh, you know, where the deep sexually assaults, uh, uh, Starlight. Starlight. All of them do. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> it, is, it is disturbing.
1: So, really quick before we go any further, we will give a. a sp- not only a mild spoiler warning, a slight but also trigger warning. <laughs> slight slight trigger warning. This this show is or this the, the Hits boys
2: on every topic.
1: The boys does tackle every issue you can possibly imagine and adds this superhero twist to it because it, it's really the question that you run into is what happens when you have beings that can do whatever they want? And I think that this show does a really good job addressing it. As opposed to Batman yes. versus Superman. I'm sorry, what? Nothing. Go carry yeah, on, please. Yeah, I'm sorry if it's not a Marvel show. <laughs> carry on, my way. <laughs> because you're gonna mention Batman vs. Superman and be all fresh about it. But oh, they do absolutely. reference that project in this in the show. Mm-hmm. That's the they're doing like the film uh, The Dawn of the Seven or oh, something like that. And right. it's like an obvious yeah, like, it's like
0: Justice League kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's
1: really rough. But the thing I love about this show is they show the what happens in the backgrounds, like what happens behind the scenes, and I uh, one of the most powerful things. And again, full spoiler warnings, full trigger for warnings. Both seasons. You know, for both seasons, seasons one and two, um, when Queen Maeve gets outed, and then they they market it. Yes. And they show that process, and you're, you're watching. it You're like, this is like, this is how it actually happens in corporate oh, yeah. America yeah. and and the media. You know, obviously, say what you will about American media and all that stuff. It's it's. Always an interesting topic to say the least. Um, If you want to hear more about that, Hemet Fun Censored might tackle that (laughs) at some point. But, um, yeah, it's it's interesting because that's how big business works it's how how can we make this about the bottom line
0: that dollar well that's what i loved so much about season two is that when he says you know we're unbeknownst to you and, and what the the myth is that we're in the superhero business we're not we're in the pharmaceutical business <laughs> absolutely. and that's absolutely like you know something like disney or or at they're not in the movie business they're in the telecommunication business and mm-hmm. movies just happen to be a, a side project of theirs so yeah. it, it's more accurate to corporate america
1: yeah, yeah. and It's it's very interesting because what would happen if the world did have superpowers? And what happens if these superpowered individuals do exist? It's the oldest debate. It's the oldest philosophical type thing. What happens if the Superman exists? Now, before we we dive into the characters, I do want to talk a little bit about so this show hits home for me because people always ask, like, if superheroes were real, how excited I would be. As you know, it, I get this all. question very <laughs> yeah. specifically, and I I always say it's the worst thing that could ever possibly happen. And people oh, are like, yeah. "Well, no, superpowers in real life would be cool." I'm like, no. they are the worst idea you can possibly imagine. You look at the world, you look at people. If suddenly someone, and and I think during our Batman vs Superman discussion, we we brought we this up the, this, the yeah. idea of Superman and. How they they do introduce it may not be the most fleshed out um, story. Mm-hmm. Shut up, Rob. But um, <laughs> it they do introduce these great concepts where if this Superman, this all powerful being existed, how would our world change, mm-hmm. and how would how would everything change? You know, Jonathan Kent says it to Clark Kent. He's like, you know, you change everything about uh, the way we view the world and the universe and God and religion and and all these things. You would change everything. Um it's not like it was back in the
0: you know 1938 well that's what I love so much about the comic Superman Red Sun where it, you know the basic premise of it is what if Clark Kent on uh, you know what well what if Jor-El I should say landed 12 hours later and landed in the middle of Moscow because if you think about it you, you mean know, Kal-El Jor- Jor-El, Jor-El oh, died. Right, sorry yeah, Kal-El I, I don't know my mythos um Kal-El if he landed 12 hours later because if you think about it Kal-El adopts the uh, values of where he lands, which is in the middle of Kansas in America. What if he landed in Moscow? and how would that have changed history? And would America have been the bad guys then because uh, Superman would have been a you know, symbol of communism instead. And it explores that in Superman, Red sun. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it the things would change tremendously so so
1: it it's always interesting when they bring up these concepts about how, Everything would be very different if the world had superpowered beings. Like, uh, Ronnie and I watched Heroes for a long time. I don't know, Rob, if you ever saw Heroes. Yeah, I saw the first two seasons. You know, in season, I think it was season four, three or four, they introduced the idea of a formula that can give superpowers Mm -hmm. and how the world would change. I mean, you you would see this this whole class divide. You'd see um, people taking on god personas. I think we we do have a character in the boys who's like a like a Jesus type figure. He's the yeah. he had elastic powers of all things, <laughs> but um, it's just it's a really interesting concept, and I, I do enjoy the way that they tackle it in this, where superheroes are still deified, but they're also I hate to say corporate stooges. Yeah, they, they are. are.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what I love about season two is Homelander is sort of demoted to, to corporate stooge because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he he was the face
1: of all this. He yeah. was the Superman of this show. I think even in. Um the comics. I don't know if they bring it up in this, but in the comics, they like made up a fake backstory where he like same thing. He was an alien from another planet, um, and all that stuff. But let's go through the cast. It, it's a large cast. We'll we'll talk about just the main ones and and kind of the the biggest names of it. And uh, let's start with Carl Urban as William Billy Butcher yes
0: I gotta say having read the comics with him he nails it like I, I can literally hear Carl Urban talking to me as I'm reading it he's the only difference is the facial hair uh, between the two but he's he is Billy Butcher absolutely and Carl Urban's just amazing I still dread is still one of my favorite actioners from him
1: you know the first movie I saw him in was Doom that I can remember Oof. and it's it's a, it's a <laughs> terrible movie but I remember him from it and I, and I've watched him over the years and he's only gotten better and yeah. he's such a great he's such a great fan service actor. Yeah. Like the problem with dread was uh, the original judge dread Sylvester Stallone wouldn't take off the helmet. All yeah. right. Excuse me. No, he would. Th- he did. Would. He he would. Had excuse to, me. Yeah. He, cause he wanted to show his face.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. the law. You know, that's you know, oh, in his contract.
1: Yeah.
0: So, you know. he, yeah, but Carl Urban didn't take it off once in no. the whole movie. And I, I
1: really enjoy Carl Urban. Um, and also he brings layers to this character, Billy butcher. Is he, is he good? Is he yeah. selfish? Is he bad? Is he this? And he you never know where Billy Butcher's gonna go in this show. And Yeah,
0: that's one thing actually that the show does better is that the comics have him be very much right all the time, whereas he's a bit morally compromised in the show.
1: Yeah.
0: Um really? You think so? I
2: think he, <laughs> I, I, I really don't think so. I think Oh you know? No. I I don't think I don't know. It he's like one of those like hard to read because in the first season, it was basically it's my way or the highway right which I think if we were all in his situation um I think we would all be like that you know like it, it, imagine you know your your wife disappears because of homelander right because she's dead and you think she's dead, you know well, that's his thought he thinks he thinks she's dead, but later on you find out obviously she just went to, who knows where mr roger's Creek neighborhood (laughs) exactly you know i I feel like we'd all be in that situation and kind of do exactly what he would be doing
1: and just trying to destroy superhumans. so there there is a difference between billy butcher's story in the comics and in and in the show in the comics his wife is not alive like she she did die yeah she's dead and um it's graphic it's uncomfortable um they do show it a little bit in the so basically she does, in the comic, she does get raped by Homelander as well and does produce her uh, the son, but the process kills her. I do believe. You know, kind of like Lois. Not easy. All right, that's <laughs> not real. But um, so I, I would have to double check my mythos on that because I'm mm-hmm. not 100%. But so. In, this, in the comics, the boys, they're, they're an actual team, and they yeah. are a funded team by the CIA. The CIA provides them with all these things to keep the super people mm-hmm. in line, and they have killed supers in the comics. They do it quite often, and I do believe in the comics they all have powers, too. They take uh, the oh, really? Compound V in the comics. Um, I think like Huey has like super strength or something like that in the, in the comics. <laughs> I, I could
0: not... That, yes he s- does he murders somebody yeah. that's right like, rips him apart <laughs> yeah, push, pushes a speaking, fist right speaking through speaking
2: of Huey uh, Jack Quaid
0: Jack Quaid as uh,
2: I think perfect casting like he just looks producer
0: role Mel- but yet he looks nothing like the character from the he's supposed comic. to look he's like Simon, Simon Pegg the yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, original character was based on Simon Pegg uh, fun fact producer Melanie hates Huey really <laughs> hates him with a fiery passion because of why the way he's portrayed I, I don't know She and she can't She can't articulate it. She's just like, I just don't like Huey. I like calling him Wee Petite Huey because in the comics, that's what they call (laughs) him, uh, Little Huey or Baby Huey or something like that. Uh, Yeah. Is it because he's always
2: like a crying baby? He is a little bit of a crybaby. You know? on that one. But But uh, again, like – but he's another one, right? All of a sudden, you you know, we find out superhumans are real, Mm -hmm. right? How are we going to act? We're going to think it's the coolest thing in the world – until someone runs through our significant other.
1: Oh God, that was that. That set the tone right? for the show when he yeah. lost his girlfriend like that. Like, you suddenly knew exactly what you were getting yeah. yourself into. I and-
2: mean, because mo, what most shows that that a wouldn't happen. B if it does happen. You are
1: not seeing it happen. Whiplash. <laughs> yeah, I I do like how in this show also they do discuss how superpowers affect the world around them. Yeah. Um. You know the idea. I I don't want to get too graphic, but there's a scene where um. The ex-girlfriend of A-Train is having a physical encounter with oh, a yeah. male, and uh, it does not end well for that man, Yeah, and it is just like the most graphic mm-hmm. type thing, and I was, Mel and I were watching it, and we're like, oh god, oh yeah, my, that was that, Ooh, was, that was,
2: that was, what, what a was ride, a
1: uh, what, was, what was, what was her it? name, uh, the, Popclaw? Pop, Claw Pop is her Club. superhero yeah. name, yeah. Yeah. But uh, going down the list, we have uh, Anthony Starr as a Homelander, and oh man, does he kill it?
0: Yeah, he's real he's fantastic. I, I I don't have no idea where he's from either. Has he been in anything he, else? He's
1: much more of a New Zealand actor. Uh. Yeah, he's very. He's done some a lot of TV shows. He was in some cop show. He is uh, like I'm not trying to body shame or anything, but they, his suit is very padded and yeah. it gives him more of that that <laughs> superman type look but um cuz he he's very skinny. I remember seeing oh, yeah. him on on Insta- I followed them all on Instagram and I was mm-hmm. like he's he's actually a really skinny dude. I didn't, I didn't expect it. But uh, his costume is so great. I love that that you know, red, white and blue, American proud and all that. Yep. And <laughs> you know, it's funny because he is the this the center of this team the seven Mm -hmm. and everybody looks up to him and respects him and he and all the seven fear him because he is the most powerful out of all of them so in the comics he's surprisingly worse yeah Um, he's like uh he's basically
2: an a-hole superman
1: yeah he's like uh this it it led
0: to a very superman
2: Easy, no, <laughs> easy. Why,
1: why are you being so? Now you're being a little no, extra because, mean. No, because because no one pe- go watch Hawkeye. Because no one thinks
2: Superman <laughs> is the strongest.
1: Mm-hmm. What? I would like for you to explain. That. Yeah, please.
2: Marsha Manhunter, Wonder Woman. They can all rival him. They can wow. rival him, but yeah, but, 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 but this I don't is what I'm know. saying. But no, I'm Homelander. Who can rival Homelander? Black Noir. How do you know? No one knows anything no, about him. Peanut
1: allergy. <laughs> well, you know it's funny because we'll, we'll talk about Black Noir in a few minutes, but he's very different than he was in the comics, and I'll, I'll explain my my statement. You'll get it. Again, spoilers for the comics, guys. And sorry, Rob, I know you're reading them, but I'm going to spoil. No, no, gonna spoil no, the no. crap I, out I, of them.
0: I I got about seven issues in, and then it was it was so far divergent that I'm like, I, all right, I'm just going to stick with the show. Yeah, it's yeah. still great. I encourage people to read the comics. Well, I but... want to
1: read uh, the Hero Orgy
0: storyline. <laughs> oh, Hero chasm. <laughs>
1: yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, that they're gonna try and adapt, because oh, yeah. there was there were things that they were not allowed to do at first. Um, there's a scene of Homelander pleasuring himself over the city that they had to fight to <laughs> to put in, and it's like the last shot of season two mm-hmm. yeah. that they finally were allowed to do it. And now the the hero gasm story is <laughs> terrified. But uh, we have Erin Moriarty as Annie January slash Starlight. She's the Pope. The Pope?
2: No, I said Hope. <laughs> hope. Wait, what? Jessica Jones.
1: Oh yeah, 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 is she? she yeah, she's oh, on. I don't think she's I on, on Jessica connection. Jones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's like the Pope. What? The Pope. <laughs> I thought you yeah. said the Pope too, because she is a devout Christian. Um, she is. She's another yeah. character that they introduce, and she's the newest addition to the seventh. Because who gets a retired lamp light? Not lamplighter. No,
2: translucent gets murdered.
1: No, they have. She's. No, I think she, it's lamplighter. Yeah, is I think it, it right. lamplighter? Yes. Yeah. So oh they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They retire you're right. you right. Yep. Um, and so basically, she's like the new addition. She's hopeful and optimistic and perky and then she gets <laughs> immediately attacked by uh the, the deep, deep the yeah. aquaman ripoff and it is that is that was one of the most painful things. and then mm-hmm. it, even worse they then try and market it when she outs him for yeah. it and i'm I'm sitting
0: there going man this, this is but you see what that happens every day in in, uh, in hollywood in celebrity uh and celebrities yeah. and you know that when somebody gets you know caught doing something they try and see well, how can we spin this and how can we remarket this to for your popularity because their popularity their celebrity status is in fact a commodity
1: yes so it's, it's interesting, because I think, Rob, you brought it up, that Vought Industries in this, they are using the superheroes to... Sell pharmaceuticals. Sell pharmaceuticals, <laughs> but also do their all their other things. Like, they do a great bit... Uh, recently, they did, for Disney Plus Day, they did Vought Plus Day. Oh, I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Um, they mentioned Vought Plus on the show, too, for... Uh, I think they wanted to give A-Train his own show on Vought Plus. <laughs> like, they, they like to poke fun at some of these other big corporations, which is hilarious in itself. Yeah. yeah. But... um. You know they talk about that in the show, like oh action figure, it's merchandising, merchandising. Yeah. merchandising. Baseballs, the flamethrower, oh, yeah. and and that's what it is. So like they they market Starlight, you know, outing the deep, and then they market the deep, and then they kick him off the team. Yeah. And do you want a fresca anybody? Anybody want a fresco <laughs> But it's it's very interesting, and I like I love Starlight. She's a character that I really enjoy. She mm-hmm. she's authentic. All the characters go through hell on this show. Like, especially in season two with all the boys on the run. Starlight's the one that scene in the elevator with Homelander is still like spine tingling where you don't know what's going to happen. Um, I do like to think that Starlight could, I don't want to say hold her own against uh, Homelander, but also not die immediately. Right. Um, So she's
2: got nothing except she can play with lights.
1: She was powerful enough to stop A Train. So I don't know. It it could. Yeah. I think you you know as as strong. So there's a great scene where they try they're trying to bring in new uh, heroes and they bring in like the deaf ninja because you know it's a play yep. on uh on Daredevil, D- Daredevil and all Devil, that. Yeah. And Homelander just pops his ears. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> has a weakness, and I'm sure uh, for all we know, Homelander can go blind. Yeah. We, it, we don't know his it, weakness. Not yet. No. His kid. Kind of, yeah.
0: Well, I
2: mean, that that's a different weakness. I'm thinking well, that, like... Well, that's
0: the thing is that, you know, I think you're thinking in terms of like which is the more powerful superhero. And sometimes it's all about strategy. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, that's why Batman could easily defeat right. Superman. Why if yeah. he, is if,
1: everybody
0: well, attacking
1: well,
2: me? Well, I'm not attacking you. I'm saying if he <laughs> had he time to prepare.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, that that's the thing. If it's just random fighting, right. Superman is going to win 100 out of 100. Right, if it's just force but, against force. yes. Yeah. But yeah. if, you, if you have time to prepare... Batman I think probably, Batman could
1: probably him. win a majority of them. It's like you the know, fight against the Black Noir. Thing. Like they won by strategy, not by yeah. like going head to oh, head with yeah. him. Uh let's see. We have going down the list, Dominique Mageliot as uh Queen Maeve. Yep. She is the one, she's the I don't want to say the like Wonder the, Woman. Yeah, she's oh yeah, she's she's, Wonder woman. Like the, she's the Wonder Woman knockoff. I was gonna say she's kind of like the mother hen. She yeah. she was there, she's been there the whole time. She knows. And I think um After Starlight does get assaulted, she's the first one to kind of console her, but also kind of tell her this is just how it is. is. Yeah, you know
2: that
0: that scene is directly ripped from the comics. Yeah, yeah, because
2: she went through that, or that's what you—that's what you assume. You never find out if that's what she that actually happened, but you kind of assume she.
0: Yeah, we assume that she's the one. Well, she also just understands that it's the boys who are sort of in charge around here and yeah. we girls have to just sort of like accept it we're, we're and, the pretty face yeah and that's you know. a commentary on corporate America where it is very much like a sex boys sex sells yeah. yeah and marketing and all yeah. that stuff yep. Like,
1: and you know they change Starlight's costume so it's more suggestive yeah um, but one of my favorite scenes is the plane
0: scene um, from the mm. first season that's the point at which I went this is dark and disturbing yes that's the turning point when
1: Mave when Maeve was yep. actively like uh, we can't leave these people right. like we we can't and homelander homelander's so smart in the show but we don't give him credit all the time for it because he's he's not known for being smart but he's the first one that's like uh, we can't take a single person because then they'll know we were here right? mm-hmm. this plane needs to crash i'm sorry and like he's like well he doesn't say i'm sorry he's like we gotta go and i'm either taking you with her or i'm yeah. leaving you here and you know he he shoots like she asked like well why can't you carry the plane he's like I can't, the, the weight differential, right. it, you can't do that. There's always been a big debate in the comics yeah. why Superman's able to do things like that. Mm-hmm. Superman Returns does a great job with him in the plane and you see it like crumpling under the effects of him yeah. trying to hold it. Um, somebody pointed it out, I never noticed, he was actually trying to rip the wings off. To make it easier for him Superman? to actually catch yeah. it, yeah. Oh yeah. I never noticed that. So,
0: well, I um, think that comes back to the whole like the nineteen seventy eight Superman when he catches Lois Lane falling off a building. Like everyone's like, oh, if he were to really do that, she'd rip in half. And, yeah, because yeah, that all was all of reaction. her momentum. She he it just was, stops. Yeah. Since then, we've had a physics reaction to most superheroes. So, the,
1: <laughs> so fun fact: the the reigning theory is Superman's uh, got a like a almost like an invisible shield around his body that's why his suit doesn't always get damaged All and that's right. why it's like um like a protective aura and that's why he's invulnerable other comics have said it's just cuz his skin is so tough and okay. the, the suit is skin tight but there have been um theories that when he grabs something that aura kind of transfers to it and that's okay. why he's able to cuz like everybody's experienced it you hold something just the wrong way no matter how strong you are or how light it is you just can't hold it it's just basic yeah. physics but um you know, I, I like how they brought it up. They talked about, like, I can't do this, so we have to go. And it is one of the most, like, yeah, gut punch moments. Yeah. And then he turns around and he goes on national TV when they're interviewing him. And he's like, I just wish we could it. have saved everyone. Yeah. Like, he's not dumb. He's, he's John Walker. Easy. <laughs> I knew I knew Rob was gonna like that one. <laughs> it, it, you know what? Scratch that. I can see comparisons, but at the end of the day, with John Walker, John Walker was still trying to, in his mind, do the right oh, thing. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No. He, Homelander is just the he's, he's the worst. opportunist. Yeah. he's the
0: opportunist. Yeah. John Walker, at least he was doing what he thought was right. Yeah. Whereas, as Homelander is trying to do what's best for him. Correct. Yeah. And that's a big difference.
1: Uh, going down the list, we have Jesse T Usher as a train. I really the enjoy flash. the flash. <laughs> I enjoyed a train in this. I feel like they could have done more with his powers and what he did. I like the the race he does. That, oh, that's yes. a, that was a fun episode. Um, uh, but he's basically, he's the catalyst that starts Huey on right. his, on his journey. And mm-hmm. it's, um, he's, he's there and he's the one that kind of gets them. They know about compound V and all that stuff. Um, Otherwise, like he, he's great in the role. I like Jesse T. Usher, and mm-hmm. it's even. I think I had more fun with him in the second season, where him and the, and um, uh, the, the deep and the deep have their oh, the yeah. sort of Scientology experience. The yeah, <laughs> because that's another thing. Like, if superpowers that exist, the cults that would be formed. Right, yeah. Um, I think in the re- in Superman, uh, the Reign of the Superman story, when, um, after Superman died, four supermen kind of took his place. They do a story where there are cults devoted to these oh, yeah. new Superman, mm-hmm. Supermens, Supermen, Supermans, um, super but, people. Yeah, so it, it I know you all know a lot of super people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's interesting when they do stuff like that, where they, they bring in these these real world concepts. Right. And I think this show and this comic were started of of the simple concept: if superpowers were real, how would they affect the real world? Well, Man, I- Man of still tried to do it. Mm-hmm. and varying success depending on who you talk to shut up Rob um, <laughs> <laughs> but like Man of Steel Batman vs. Superman they bring up the ideas but they just it's yeah. not as good execution and I mm-hmm.
0: wonder if that's sort of Garth Ennis's M.O. because I know with Preacher Preacher is the concept of you know what would happen if God just decided to not stick around how would the whole universe sort of adapt and, and how would we Supernatural? all Supernatural? <laughs> yeah yep. that's true uh, and, and how would you know uh, religions and, and mankind sort of react to that or, or even just the the heavens uh, the, you know how would the heavens react to it if mm-hmm. god were suddenly to abandon his throne yeah so
1: it, it, it's interesting i like stuff like this i like when like things that challenge us and entertain us at the same time yeah we have laz alonzo i'm really sorry if i'm butchering these names as uh mother's milk or marvin t milk <laughs> um in the comics there's a reason he's called mother's milk i do believe that it, it, i i would have to double check yeah. but um he is you know the the voice of reason of the of the boys yeah and he's the first one to call billy butcher out constantly and i love in the first season where him and Frenchie had like this hatred of <laughs> yes, each other really, you know? yeah and the scene in the van where he's like you didn't say he was gonna be here and it, it's just a lot of fun but um he he's great in the role and he's yep. He's the real sacrifice of the the boys, like mm-hmm. where he's like my wife, my kid, kid. like yeah. it's it's tough. Thoughts on mother's milk? Um, it,
2: something I thought I'd never say. You know, it's a little sour. but um, <laughs> No, I, I I'd have to agree. I think it was a it's a unique character to have, um, but it, it's one that you grow to like. I think at first he he kind of rubs you the wrong way. Um, but oh, oh, overall, you know, like you said, he's the voice of reason. You know, he's he's doing this for a reason as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Billy Billy's like, I hate everyone and everything. You know, he was like, I just want to get revenge on A-Train. You know, and then Frenchie's like, well, I'm Frenchie and I like to do drugs and just <laughs> shoot things and make things. And, you know, and then you got Mother's Milk who's like, Listen, like I'm here just because you're
1: my friend and you need help, so I'm here to help you. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Frenchie. A character who I think went through the most character development of the boys, uh, played by Tomar Capon. I really hope I'm saying that. <laughs> but um he does a really good job going from the the arms trafficker, the criminal mm-hmm. to really building a relationship with Karen Fukuhara's character, Kimiko. And I think that relationship is one of the most fleshed out and just yeah. mo- most yeah. genuine of the show. As much as I love Huey and Starlight, I like that relationship. I'll even say I liked uh, Homelander and Stormfront as, as messed yeah. up as it was. Oh, my gosh. It was like the weirdest. Yep. But um, I think uh, Frenchie and Kimiko, who is a great character in her, in her own right mm-hmm. and does even better in the second season. Yes. Um I really enjoyed their their back and forth and you know the friendship that they create and then eventual I don't want to say love interest but that's kind of what oh, they're gearing to yeah. but we do have Karen Fukuhara as uh, the female of the species also known as Kimiko they just call her the female in this in the comics it's the yeah, female of the yeah, species because I mean, um, you have the boys she's one of those characters that has very like a lot of different powers she's super strong yeah. she's agile and she's able to heal herself because yeah. I remember when Black Noir quote unquote killed her we were like, "Oh no!" But it turns out she was totally fine. Now, speaking of Black Noir, we got Nathan Mitchell as Black Noir, the uh, silent superhero of the team, <laughs> a who's silent assassin. allergic to peanuts. So, full spoilers—I warned you. I've warned you a few times. In the comics, Black Noir is actually a clone of Homelander. Home Lander, yes, he is a clone that is under complete Vought control, and he's Homelander. Ever gets out of control. He's also designed to be stronger than Homelander. Yeah. So if Homelander ever did get out of line. So it turns out in the comics that it was actually Black Noir who raped and killed Billy Butcher's wife, and he thought it was Homelander, and that's why that started this whole grudge and vendetta. So it's interesting. It doesn't look like they're going that no, way with no. this, which is is fine, fine. But they're going to have to figure out a way to deal with Homelander by the time season three or four rolls around eventually, because yeah. you know you know it's going to keep going. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. We have. Elizabeth Shue, we love Elizabeth Shue, as yeah. Madeline Sitwell, yeah. um, season one regular, season two guest, awkward guest in season two. Yeah. Uh, the shapeshifting guy takes her form too. Oh, so yeah. awkward. You know, that that brings up another great question. If you were a shapeshifter, what would you do with it? And they go to the extreme with oh, it. Boy. Oh, yeah. To the uncomfortable extreme, to the point where. I think doesn't he kill the shapeshifter as he's like homelander? Yeah, he yeah. yeah. Oh god, it is it is a weird. Uh, we have Colby Minifie as Ashley Barrett, the publicist and the assistant who eventually is to, like takes over. And yep. it's funny because they just did uh, the boys just released a video on Ashley and just how like how much abuse she actually <laughs> takes in this thing. Oh yeah. Um, and then we have uh, one of the more controversial characters, and I want to hear some thoughts on her. Aya Cash as Clara Erningzinger, also known as Liberty, also known as Stormfront. Stormfront. Um, Male in the comics, gender swapped for this. Um, She's the foil, the antagonist for the most part of season two, even though the entire team of the seven is the antagonist. Mm -hmm. But, uh, Ronnie, thoughts on Stormfront? (sighs) You know, you love to hate her.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, like, I thought it was a great character. I thought, you know iacash did a great job you know but it's one of those like this is one of those people that you you know if there was a superhero this is one of them that would be out there who's you know selfish obviously very close-minded and everything um you know and one that you wouldn't want as a superhero i wouldn't even consider a superhero because when you think of superheroes you think of you know, positive and role model and everything and she's not that at all. Even though, you know, Vault portrays her to be, you know, you know, oh look, we have this strong female, be like her, be like Mave, but you know, you don't know the background and I mean you can't blame Vault for that because no one knew her background really. You know, um, as Liberty, because when she was Liberty, you know she didn't do some nice things. She was, you know, what she uh, didn't she? She killed that, that entire family. The, like, entire family. Yeah beat, yeah, beat the mom up in front
1: of the kid, Kids. and uh, yeah. it was it was rough. So she um, had to change her name to Stormfront. Yeah, and she's she's also immortal. Like yes. she's lived forever. She's one of the first in this source in this like the TV series. She's she was part of the initial wave of Compound V and. Yep. I'm curious first, to see she? she she was but I think the they're th- they're going to articulate in this new season that I think uh Soldier so, Boy played by Jensen Ackles was actually the first. the first yeah um as more of a play against Captain America I think mm-hmm. but I do believe in the comics the uh, Soldier Boy was like a bitch like he performed oral sex on uh Homelander at one point. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right So um again they they're taking liberties and that's fine yeah. you know for the most part like I'm sure the boys the comic books has like a, a really strong following, obviously enough to to build its own show. Oh, yeah. yeah. But um, I think it, it's fine for them to take. Th- this is the perfect show or the perfect property to adapt to a more modern time. And also, you know, you have to take. You have to take liberties, but you also have to censor it to a point with uh, Prime because the comics are mess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like it. It is hard to to. Read some of those comics. If you're squeamish, it's not for you. Yeah. No. Um, you know, it, it's in the vein of, of Walking Dead and Preacher. Um, even some of the more like darker things, like a like a good Constantine it's book. Very sexually explicit. Yeah. Very. Sexually actually, it's explicit. funny
0: you should even mention Constantine because Ennis uh, used to do Hellblazer. Yes. Um, I, I want to mention about Stormfront. It poses an interesting problem where if you actually are better than most people. At what point do you start to think you're better than most people and start to look down on everybody else? And that's sort because of, you know Stormfront is deeply, deeply racist um, and and massage well, What would you be if you were female misogynist? A Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you. I guess you could still uh, be misogynist. No. I gotta look yeah. that one up. Um, but is misogyny that, a female? Specific? Yeah, the G Y N in there is a, a the root word for. Uh, Man, we're, gonna, we're yeah. gonna have to figure this out. <laughs> now,
1: now we're all curious. <laughs> Ronnie's typing it in. Um,
0: but yeah, it's, it that poses an interesting problem is when you really are better than everyone else. Is you know when do you lose that altruistic ability to want to help everyone and just say you know what they're not worth it because they're not as good as I am. Ronnie's oh, got Ronnie's got it. an answer. Misandry. Misandrist. Yep, okay. it's
2: hatred of or contempt for or prejudice against men.
0: Misandrist. Interesting. That makes sense, actually. It's yep. it's funny you bring that up
1: because I know Batman may, has made many comments about Superman. I do. I'm paraphrasing slightly, but he does make mention that you know Clark's one of the best, like the most powerful beings All on right. the planet. But for it's for our sake that he doesn't realize it. Yeah, it's, and it, it brings up the the age old question: is if you are a god if you start thinking about yourself as a God, the whole world is really in trouble. Yeah. And we, we that's why Starlight, like a character like her, is so, such a great character because she does have godlike powers enough to be on the Seven, but at the end of the day, she's like, I'm just trying to do the, I'm just a normal person trying to do the so right I thing. So I wonder then
0: if this show isn't so much about superheroes as much as it is about the study of corruption. And at what point does corruption start to creep into a human being um, you know, like how far along do they get in their own personal journey of success and wealth and fame before they become corrupted? Because that's a, an, an age-old question in most the celebrity pow- power culture. Co-
1: power corrupts, yeah.
0: absolute power corrupts absolutely. So they, they
1: they tackle these things and they bring it up, and that's why Homelander he feels that he's so untouchable, and that's why um who's oh, who's the ba- the guy they introduce um uh, oh it's gonna drive me crazy because I have trouble pronoun- the guy who takes over thought after um oh uh. uh- John Carlos' uh, character, yes. Esposito. Yes. Yeah. It's going to drive me crazy. But they introduce him, and he's able to put Homelander on such a short leash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really cool how they do it. And I really enjoy um, what they do with his character. And just, oh, there it goes. John Carlos Esposito as Stan Edgar. Yes. 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 And like, who's the real bad guy and has no superpowers. Yes. Yeah. And he. In the one scene he really shared with Homelander, he puts Homelander in his place. And it's just a great scene, and like th- this show has so many great scenes, oh, great moments. And that's
0: something that's studied a lot nowadays. Is it's not re- you know who are the most powerful people in our world? It's not people necessarily the presidents and 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 you know the dictators. It's the people with money. It's mm-hmm. the heads of corporations that are making the decisions for most of us. Yeah, you know if if you look at so many, you know, I'm just thinking of like for example, uh, milk. Milk over the past, you know, forty years or so, you know, the dairy industry promoted this image of like, you know, you need milk and everything for healthy. Yeah, and and they promoted this, and then you know, years later came out that milk isn't as essential as we thought it was, and actually causes a a great deal of respiratory issues. Mm -hmm. Um, But because they were the ones that had the money and and pushed it, they were the ones that controlled the message. And again, that's what's happening in our in in the world right now is the ones who have the money are the ones that are controlling the message. Yeah. Mm
1: The ones who control the media, who control all that stuff, and, and we could get into a whole diatribe yeah. about the, the current political That's economic for MF uncensored. that is for <laughs> MF uncensored, and that would be a fun episode as long as we have safe words and <laughs> we stop each other from <laughs> from killing each other. But you know, it's funny because you you bring in t- like they don't even talk about politics in the show, which is which is no. surprising. They do bring up obviously Stormfront and her yeah. Nazi um, background, but. You, 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 it's more woven into the fabric than it's, just yeah. being out It's outright. there. It's it's there, and they talk about it. Um, but it's funny because you, you we can have a conversation about politics right now, and all three of us probably won't agree in any way, yeah. shape, or form. But then you talk about something like how the rich and powerful control way more than we possibly yeah. imagine. All these things, and we're all like, yeah, uh huh, yeah. uh huh. I yeah.
0: mean, if you think about it, the people who are you know. Pushing space travel right now are the richest people in the world right now. They're the ones that are are breaching that. You know, you've got Branson, Elon Musk, and and who's the third? Uh, uh, Bezos. Bezos. Yeah. You know, they're the ones that are controlling space exploration, whereas years ago it was, you know, government-funded money with NASA. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: So you you – it's a great, like that's what's great about this show is it's so reflective of our Branson, modern Branson, world. Branson, not
0: Brandon.
1: <laughs> Yeah, no, not Brandon. Oh, I thought you, said, I, I thought you said Branson. I oh, did I? Too. Mean, yeah, did. yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought you did too. But it's definitely not Brandon. <laughs> so one of my favorite things though is season one was great. Season two was even was greater better. Yeah. It was was even <laughs> greater. But Much more greater. <laughs> there are very few shows that that get better as they go on. So we're really hoping... Season 3 is coming out uh, sometime next year. I'm not sure the exact date off the
0: top of my head. They don't have it out they yet. They don't have a date yet.
1: But they, they've been filming it. They're, they're pretty much done. They're they're introducing Jensen Ackles right off of uh, Supernatural. They, they announced that he that, would be doing this. That's going to be two Supernatural characters. Yes, they did introduce... They did have Jim Beaver on the show. Yep. Um, because Eric Kripke is the creator of the show. Yes. Um, so... Which uh, we didn't even bring up. Where so, was Jim Beaver in the show. He um, he played a couple of roles. A he, couple he, of episodes. He played
2: Robert Singer. He was the Secretary of Defense.
1: <laughs> was he really Is actually he real? Robert Singer?
2: Yeah. No, no you're lying.
1: You're lying he, to me. Hand to God. He he was Robert Singer. I'm looking this up right now. There's also somebody named Barbara Gordon in this. That's hilarious. Oh, 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 man. Uh, Jim Jim Beaver has Dang it, he's right. (laughs) Robert Bob Singer. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) What was it
0: on Supernatural? He's like, what what kind of a jerk names Name's a character after himself?
1: Yep. (laughs) You know, it's funny because... I watch, We watched this show before. Producer Melanie watched. Uh, Same here. Supernatural. Yeah. So I remember watching it, going, "Oh, it's Bobby." She's no, like,
0: "I wouldn't have known that." But
1: well, yeah. no. So I had already. I'm, yeah. You know, I was up to date, and she's like, "Who's Bobby?" I was like, "Oh, I'm from Supernatural." Well, one day we'll watch it. We're on season thirteen, finally. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're we're making progress. But now we're watching Lost in Space. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, that's really funny. I didn't. I didn't even realize yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't either. This show has also a lot of fun cameos. you got Jimmy Fallon. Um, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, Billy Zane. Oh, Tara Seth Reed. Rogen is
0: one of the uh, producers, too. Yeah. Guess. yeah. In,
2: in season two, I don't think in season one.
1: Season two, oh, yeah. 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 But, well, I know uh,
0: he was the one that brought Preacher. Uh, you know, He's a big yes. Darth Ennis fan. So.
1: Also, uh, Sean Ashmore is Lamplighter. I really like Sean Ashmore, so mm-hmm. I'm glad. He, he was fun in this. <laughs> and then he lists all the, all the seven porn parodies. That is one of the, <laughs> the funniest scenes in season two. And we can't not mention the most powerful superhero on this show. Andrew Jackson. As Love Sausage. Dang it, Ronnie, get out of my head. <laughs> Apparently in the comics. Well, yeah, so- he, has, he has a much bigger role in the comics. Okay. Yeah. Did you did get you it? Have, get did it? You, did, you, did you have Baker? to use those words? Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Baker, his role was pretty bad. There's, so if you guys are not following any of these actors on social media... They shot. They showed behind the scenes stuff of um, that scene, which we're not going Whoa. to explicitly mm-hmm. describe, but it is one of the funniest things. So I think that pretty much wraps us up for yeah. uh, our discussion. Uh, Star City ratings will do for both seasons as of right now, seasons one and two. If you if you feel that you want to do two separate ones, that's fine. Yeah. But Ronnie. Um. So I think
2: overall this this shows like a four or five. Even though I would give season four, a, wow, season one a four. I was about to and, say season four is gonna be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, and season two a four and a half. Um, just just because I think season two is a it is a step above season one, so I can't be like oh, four or five and then five because obviously there's really no fives ever made. Um, in my opinion. So I would say a 4, 4, 5, but
0: overall it's like a 4, or 5 average. Rob? I'm going to go straight 4, or 5 for both seasons. Um, number one, because the first season was the first time it was introduced, so it laid all the groundwork, which is always really, really hard. And then season two doubled down on that and made it better. So the that in itself is its own feat, so I could easily go 4, or 5. I, I I think it's... Easily one of the best shows uh, that's on television right now. It, it's mm-hmm. just tackling so many unique and, and, and difficult topics and in a very unique way. So, a uh, fantastic show. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to say four for season one, 4.5
1: for season two. This show is Amazon's Stranger Things. It is the yeah. show that yeah. put them on like the so, map. This is so much better. I could not get into Stranger Things. Oh, I watched all of Stranger I'm no, probably He's one of like
2: five people in oh, the world. Yeah. I like Stranger Things.
1: Yeah. But... um. What what I'm trying to say is like this is the show that Amazon Prime was like it showed that it could be a contender in in its programming. Now they've mm-hmm. got shows like you know Jack Ryan's doing really well. Uh, Reacher's coming Reacher, out. I can't and, wait for Reacher. Uh, yeah, uh, with Hawk from I Titans. Know, or yeah. Sykes. yeah. Um. He got huge. Like he was always yeah. ripped, but he was like he's even yeah. bigger now. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um. But for the for me, this show has not only aged well with time and retrospection, like it is just so incredibly good and it's one of the shows where so you have a show like Game of Thrones right? Game of Thrones went on for six seasons eight eight seasons excuse me (laughs) (laughs) producer Melanie loved it obviously a lot of people hate the last season because decisions were made that don't reflect the characters correct so and that's the biggest issue for me this show is fantastic because it it can take sort
0: of the liberties but it also stays so true to these characters. Yeah, I, I will say season eight of, of Game of Thrones, well, it, because it was so rushed and the writers were trying to move on to other stuff and the and R, R. R Martin was trying to get 10 seasons out of it because they easily could have. And uh, they said, now we got to wrap this up. And HBO, I think, didn't want to sink any more money into it. So they ended up compromising so many of their characters into, you know... It was inauthentic. It just didn't seem at all like
1: you needed another season to explain yeah, how they
0: got there. It was so rushed.
1: It, this reminds me. It reminds me of Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim was written and done the movie before the comic books were finished. Yes, that's true. Um, so for this, the comic books, I don't know if they're still going on. The boys, No, no, they're done. I, I think they ended at seventy-six issues. So they they have all of their material, but I can easily see the show going for four or five seasons. The problem yeah. is with streaming services. It's about getting new people to come in yeah. and watch. And unfortunately, that's why on uh, Netflix, they don't do a lot of seasons because the goal is to get more and more people. They're not making money off these shows. No. So they try and create new content constantly to get new um, subscribers. Here's here's the best way to explain it. I hate when people ask me how do they start reading comics. Oh, like what's the end? Tr- trying to get somebody to read a comic for the first time, I go, you can't do yeah. it. You have to, at this point, nowadays you have to go to a, a, a bookstore and buy a graphic novel collection. Yeah, you have to buy like one of those giant books. Like I have so uh, omnibus, the en- yeah. I have the entire Watchmen series in one book upstairs yeah. because that's unfortunately the way you have to do it now. Yeah. I, and
0: graphic novel is probably the best way to get into it too. Yes,
1: it, it tests the water, and then you find you start with series as they go yeah. on. You're gonna it's comic book reading is research.
0: I just, I just read something the other day that uh, a book just came out. I, I the name escapes me. The book about uh, a guy who read. He discovered that there are 27,000 issues in Marvel. Wow. And he decided and Peter that... Peter Parker has most of them. <laughs> and he decided to read almost all of them to try and get a sense of the entire Marvel universe and, and explore sort of trends and, and origins and everything. Just watch the movies. And uh, but, but even that trying yeah. to explain somebody yeah. how to watch a how to get into the Marvel universe there's 7000 different ways yeah, oh. there's there's too much all right so i have a question then for you uh, seven since, since we are oh. <laughs> talking about season 1 and 2 what are your hopes for season 3
1: i want jensen ackles' soldier boy to be the ultimate foil to homelander i want him to mm. be so opposite of dean winchester that we're not sure what to do cuz <laughs> cuz that's the thing jensen ackles is one of my favorite just people I love Jensen Ackles. I follow him very closely yeah. with um, with you know, the Family Brewing Company and his relationship with his wife and just all the things he's doing for Warner Brothers and now Amazon. And I really enjoy his career. I've seen him in a lot of things. You know, Jason Todd, uh, oh, oh, got My Bloody Valentine, like all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smallville, uh, that's where I first met him, on Smallville. I want him to not be Dean Winchester. That's my biggest hope. You want him to be
2: Sam Winchester? No, nobody wants him to be...
1: And say what you will <laughs> old about... Old uh... man Sam! <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about old man Sam. But um, say what you will about uh, Walker, yeah. but it plays against Jared Padillac. Oh, it does He's not Sam Winchester in it. I've never watched it. I've watched the first episode. We just didn't get into it. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's not, that's not a testament to how... Bad it was. Right. It's just, still what, going on for a couple seasons. It's now. the CW. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to cancel a show, on the <laughs> CW. but I I want this I want this season to really reevaluate because now the boys are funded by the CIA, yeah. right? Yep. There they are the team of people that keep the supers in line. The entire dichotomy of this show is about to shift really hard, and I want them they brought I want them to have a reason for bringing in Soldier Boy and for him to be this. Absolute foil to Homelander because yeah. say what you will about Stormfront, she started off as a foil to him, yeah, and then turned into almost like the the groomer for him to mm-hmm. make him literally what Vought wanted. So yeah. th- that's for me, okay. Ronnie. Yeah,
2: um, you know, I ca- I kind of agree with you. You know, I can't wait to see Jensen Ackles um, in the show, and you know, see what he brings to this character and everything. You know, I'm hoping for more of the same now usually that's not a good thing to say about tv shows but i think with this show they've been hitting it you know you know hitting the nail on the head with every single episode i can't think of like any episode season one or season two where i was like "Eh, you know that was all right or whatever um so i'm just hoping they keep you know they have kind of like the mcu right they have this formula they know it works. They do it in every movie, you know, and it still is like shock and amazement every time you go see a MCU movie. For the most part, there's you know little outliers here and there. Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> I hope. Um, you know, so I, I think, you know, just they have a formula, right? Yeah. If it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So just more of what we've been seeing, you know, character growth, character development. Um, and lots of Jensen Ackles. Rob? Head
1: explosions. That's fair. That is so (laughs) fair. Those are always the most shocking moments to see. A lot of head explosions. Uh, No,
0: I don't have any real expectations. Just to keep up the quality, um, I'm hoping it doesn't... I hope they all stay... I'm looking at a picture of Soldier Boy now, Jensen Ackles, and he looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, I I would wear that costume for a while. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see... Like, knowing the showrunners and the writers, they're going to take it to some uncomfortable places. And I'm excited to see what they do with it. So mm-hmm. just a lot more of the same and just keep pushing the envelope. Yeah. Yeah
1: so we would love to hear your thoughts now a couple of just uh housekeeping things number f- number one first and foremost i try to combine those phrases number first and foremost uh <laughs> oh, we did man. add a little bit to our website we changed it up a little bit so if you guys go onto our website you're gonna see two brand new pages one is the contact us page if you guys have a thought about anything that we talk about or have a suggestion or have a request um let us know go to that page Tell us what's what and what you kind of want to see in our show. It's also. Tell you
0: what's what. I'll tell
1: you what's (laughs) what. But also, we are looking for more and more people to interview on our brand new show called MF Uncensored. MF Uncensored is basically a show about people with interesting stories. We have set up dozens of interviews with amazing people. We have podcasters, we have authors, we have actors, we have politicians, we have police officers. We have so many people that just have such a unique take on the world and have such great stories to tell. Um so that just launched this very uh a uh, couple of days ago, 3 days yes. ago, and uh the response so far has been really um great and we're really excited to it's been a project that we've been working on and and throwing time and money and this and that and just it's really starting to show. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we want to get more people on it. We have a whole list of people that are on. Basically, we have a waiting list yep. which is fantastic. So if you have a unique story or a unique uh, job or anything like that, go onto our website, themisfitfaction.com. Go to the Contact Us page. Tell us about it. We'd love to hear from you. You'll also find our Friends and Affiliate page. We have a lot of friends at this point. We have people that... Uh-huh. Yeah, we have a lot of friends. We have people that we've just experienced such great times with and I what, what is it <laughs> yeah yeah but um if you go on that page you'll find first and foremost uh, Neil Getzlow. he's a fantastic author he wrote a book call, called unmasking I believe it's called or unmask excuse unmask. me um we just got our copy upstairs and we did a great interview with him on MF Uncensored he's been a big supporter of our show so uh if you go on our website you can read a little bit more about him and also find a link to his book which I've been devouring I'm already two chapters in just having nice. it for like 15 minutes but uh, you'll also find uh from producer Melanie, I said yes. Fitness, did I get it right that time? There you right. go. By um, <laughs> uh, our dear friend and Ronnie's. Dear Fiance. fiance. Dear Fiance. Financier. My finance. Um, And our good friend uh, Brendan from Blind Bat on a YouTube channel. So uh, he's been on the show a few times, so you'll you'll recognize him when you see him. But uh, we're we're really excited with the amount of growth that we've got. We have so much great content coming for you guys. So make sure you go to our website. That's where you're going to find all of our podcasts first and foremost. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share, download. Downloads are the biggest thing. Reviews are the biggest thing. If you guys like the service that we're doing, please let us know we want to do more but uh we need good reviews and we need all that stuff first so i think that pretty much wraps us up did i get everything ronnie Uh, i think do we have our fan feedback friday oh do we have our fan? well goodness for ronnie unfortunately fan feedback friday was a little lacking because somebody somebody. decided (laughs) they wanted to get
0: nose surgery today (laughs) or yeah when when did you get it it on wednesday so i've been out of school for three days so yeah sorry my class, we didn't get to do Fan Feedback Friday today.
1: Yeah, so if anybody else has So our Fan Feedback
0: Friday,
2: basically, our question was uh, so after the debut of Roger the Musical from Hawkeye, what superhero sh- should get their own musical, and what would the title song be? Um, so we had somebody that said, steal, but only if Shaq reprises the role title song. I can't act or sing, but... I make more money than you. Um, we also had somebody say Loki, and the song would be a love letter to himself.
1: I will argue, and I didn't realize this as I posted it, but they did do a play of Loki, Loki. The, Loki the Great yeah. in uh, in Thor Ragnarok. Right. Um, yep. But it wasn't a musical, so I still stand yes. by it.
2: Uh, producer Melanie said Deadpool. Of course she did. Um, we have... Polka Dot Man, the musical opening song. I'm spot on, Mom. Oh, we, no.
0: That was Timmy. He <laughs> <laughs> came up with that one. That's And then wonderful. we had Groot, the title song, I Am Groot. I, oh, my God. It's like poetry. <laughs> I would right? like to also make a pitch for my Forks Over Knives musical. Anyway. Um, now back. back oh, on, sorry, not Forks Over Knives. Forks <laughs> on the left. Yes, there
1: it
2: is. Yeah, sure, right? Knives is but movie. back to the Loki uh, one, The
1: the title song would be Love is Like a Dagger. Oh God! Of course it is. <laughs> it's um, funny because uh, Rob recently did his review for Hawkeye. Uh, episodes one and two are yeah, up. We have yes. season episode three. Comes out on Monday. Comes, yeah. But um, he did put in not only a picture of him at this show, but he did mention <sighs> hope- Spider Man Turn Off the Dark in it. Yeah. Yes. And that was uh, a very interesting experiment on Broadway. Which yeah, uh, um, the show
0: was apparently very good it well the production value was amazing like the sets were beautiful the costumes were incredible the injuries were terrible the, yeah the music was just okay which is odd considering that Bono wrote the music um, eh. and the plot was I couldn't tell you any of it yeah but uh, it, it's interesting because
1: Rogers the musical was one of the highlights of the first episode oh, yeah. of Hawkeye so I thought it was a fun one but uh, I think that pretty much wraps us up for tonight as always I'm Paul I'm Ronnie and I'm Rob. And as always, we will be back in a flash. Borges See ya.
2: Borgas Borg.